Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Drifting Prime, and I am your host, Gerald Hernandez, and we are back, finally. This week's guest is Garrett Orfont out of the Pacific Northwest, um, originally from California, and lives up in the old PNW. Sorry, that was stupid. I can't believe I said that out loud. Um, anyways, he's he's building a car for the 2021 season to compete in Evergreen Drift. And just a heads up, I do kind of, I do finally have more guests scheduled, so I'm hoping to like, you know, get back into the swing of things. Took a little break, but hope you guys enjoy the show. Thank you for listening. How you doing, man? Good. How are you? Doing all right. Um, just a heads up, you we're gonna be hearing fireworks tonight because my neighbors just feel like blowing them all tonight. Oh, okay. No worries. <laughs> it's been going like as soon as I, I got home like 15 minutes ago, and I've heard of like 10. Yeah. Go off. So, well, we're gonna we're gonna deal with that tonight. Ah. Okay. But anyways, man, sorry about that. Uh, how how you doing? Good, good. Uh, not. Uh, how are you doing? Not too bad. I just came back from Korean barbecue, so I am stuffed. Yeah, I I was out at uh, Open Drift all day. Um, we don't have that here. No, <laughs> not today. No, I think there yeah, was. It wasn't too bad. It's been a few months since I've been out on track. Um, my girlfriend bought a G35, so we took that out and screwed around with that, and it went pretty well. Oh, nice. Uh, how, has she been driving a while, or she's just getting into it? She's just getting into it. She she wants to try driving my car eventually, but I suggested we start with something a little bit more timid. Yeah, that might help. Yeah. But for those that don't know you, sir, if you'd like to go ahead and introduce yourself, what you drive, where you drive, and all that fun stuff. Yeah, uh, my name is Garrett Orfont. I drive a 95 Nissan S14. It's got a Koki front. Uh, it's got a 408 Stroker LS out of Pat Gooden's old S13 and a four-speed dog box. And I drive in the Pacific Northwest for the Evergreen Drift Pro-Am Series. Sweet. How'd you come across um, Pat Gooden's old engine? Uh, I uh, became friends with Caleb Quanbeck and was asking him um, what it cost to build his motor, and he said it was for sale and made me a good deal on it, so I got that from him, and it turns out it just happened to be Pat Gooden's old motor. Um, Fully rebuilt, all new internals in it, so it should be good to go for next season. Oh, okay, sweet. And then did yeah. it? That's not. Did he part out like a whole car or something? Because I know that uh, Nate Snyder bought his old chassis, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Nate bought Caleb's old chassis, and I was lucky enough to get the motor. Uh, Nate's a pretty good friend of mine. Uh, he's been a pretty good mentor for me, and then he made his way to Pro Two, and that's where I'm trying to make it to is Formula Drift at some point. Yeah, definitely. Aren't we all? Uh, well, not everybody. I've had people in the past before be like, I have no intention of going pro. It's uh, expensive. It's really expensive. Oh, but... yeah, it looks expensive. Did yeah. you see the Josh Robinson video? Yeah, I saw oh, that. Oh, fuck. I was like, that. I don't want to think about it like that. For how much t- yeah. seat time you get? Yeah, Yeah, I, I helped Dean Kearney a few years ago at Formula Drift Seattle and uh-huh. just all the tires he was going through and fuel and just the cost of his motor alone, I think he said was like 
close to a hundred grand for that motor. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's a... Yeah, it's expensive, but you know, it's to me, it's probably the most fun you can have in a car. Yeah, I think that's kind of what anyone that's ever done it kind of feels the same way. Like, I don't know. It just I see like drag racing and stuff like that. It's just it's not very exciting for me, at least. Yeah, it's like it just becomes an addiction, you know, and you just I shifted all my focus onto that and just put all my money into my car and tried to buy the best stuff for it and make it, you know, be able to do the task at hand and not have to worry about anything breaking on it. Yeah, and then obviously you want it to be as reliable as possible, which is basically what you just said. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's very fun. I know, I'm in the process of doing the same thing. Um, at least yours is rolling and is at least powder-coated, right? Or is that Yeah, the, the, the whole car was sandblasted and powder-coated. Uh, it's a T-stage powder-coating. Um, they laid down the silver, and then they laid down the... It's a transparent purple on top, so... Mm. It was a, a two-stage powder coat. And then, actually, July 10th, I take it down to Portland to a place called SV Performance, and a guy named Oscar, he... He built Nate Snyder's Pro 2 car. He's going to do all the wiring in my car. Oh, sweet. Um, yeah, we're going to be running a Link Extreme ECU. Uh, in fact, I just picked up Link as a sponsor. Oh, nice. Um, Congratulations. And, thank you. Yeah, we're going to run the Link Extreme. I'm excited about that. You know, Nate's running the same thing and said good things about it. And then we're going to run a PowerTune Digital Dash. I believe they're out of Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, um it basically does all the same things as the uh, race pack aim. or something would do. Yeah, exactly. It's just it was like five hundred and fifty bucks, so saved me quite a bit of money on that. So I'm pretty excited. You know, I've been building the car. You know, I've had the car four and a half, almost five years, and got it pretty much bone stock, and mm. have just been progressively building it over the past four and a half, five years. Has this past um, year taken like the most work? Yeah, uh, in fact, last year I sold, I had the KA in it, and I sold that, and then had the whole rear end cut off and tubed, we're running a radium uh, FCST fuel cell, uh, and a rear mount radiator, and then from there it went and got powder coated, and then we just started full steam ahead on reassembling the whole car. Yeah, uh, where are you at right now? How much more do you have left? Like, is your car tuned and stuff like that? Or, oh, wait, you just no, said you're getting that so, ECU. Sorry. Yeah, it's getting a full custom chassis and engine harness and ECU. Uh, but it goes July 10th. And then after that, I'm hoping to just get it tuned and make some adjustments on the suspension and then do a private track day and try and dial it in. Mm-hmm. Um, are you going to be doing Prime this year or are you going to wait till next year? Uh, well, we haven't really had much of a season here. Um, in fact, Pro-Am, I don't think, has even started because of the whole pandemic thing. Um, so I'm going to be driving in the 2021 Pro-Am series. For sure. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah. You plan on doing any of the shootouts? Uh, I would like to go to, if they're going to do TakeOver this year, I'd like to do TakeOver Northwest and then... Maybe drift Matt Surrey if I can 
get my car down there. Um, but I think I'd really like to take this coming up season to really learn the car all over again and kind of dial in my driving before I try and do some shootouts. But you never know what happens. Yeah, yeah, same here. I registered for a shootout before my car was done. <laughs> so it's all right, Nate. It's probably where you were at a few months ago before you pouted quoted yours. So yeah, I'm still like um, taking all of all the fun stuff out. Yeah, there was a place local to me. I dropped it off and I sandblasted the whole car and powder coated it. And... So when you sandblasted it, had you already taken care of like all the seam sealer stuff, or they kind of took care of that while it was there? So I got most of the seam sealer out, and then I I had the car caged. Uh, two years ago and I just I prepped the car so it saved me some money so I took all the seam sealer and sound deadening out of the inside of the car mm -hmm. um, and then my buddy who took the rear end of the car went through and stitch welded the whole chassis so he took care of the rest of the oh, seam nice. sealer yeah so that was already out of the car oh okay and, yeah what is uh, if you don't mind me asking what is like getting the chassis sound sandblasted like what does something like that cost uh so to have the whole car sandblasted and powder coated it was three grand okay. for both services so what if you broke so, it down like how much was the sandblasting uh i would say the sandblasting i think was maybe 500 or 700 bucks um i don't remember off the top of my head the sandblasting was fairly cheap um, it was the powder coating, uh, because it's this two stage powder coating with the color that I chose. Yeah. That's what I was like. That sounded expensive when you said two stage. I was like, Oh, they had to do it twice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And then I had the front and rear subframes powder coated. I was going to just spray paint them and I'm like, eh, want the car to look nice and pre presentable. So I may as well just have the subframes powder coated as well. And I want to say that was like 400 bucks to have both of them powder coated. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, with your engine and stuff like that, uh, what trans are you running? I am running a Tex Racing T101A four-speed dog box. With the cool uh, side shift stuff? Yeah, it's got a side <laughs> shift. In fact, maybe a week or two ago, um, it came back from a shop. I had a guy that does a lot of the work on Odibachi's car. Uh, he did a trans tunnel for me and a false floor because I'm running a Tilton four mount pedal box in the car. Mm -hmm. um, kind of made the decision to do a dog box after the car was powder coated. So um, all the fresh powder coating was cut up and welded on, but I made it look pretty presentable. So, um, I just painted the tunnel black and it, it looks decent enough. Oh, okay. um, yeah. how, how much of the work are you doing yourself? Uh, I, I did all of the suspension install. I did the motor install, uh, the transmission and, uh, all of that stuff. I have no idea how to wire anything. So that's why I'm leaving it up to Oscar at SV performance to wire it up. Um, but I, I'd say I've done about 80 to 90% of the work, um, oh, yeah. besides, yeah. besides the fab work, um, which I would like to learn how to do eventually because that'll definitely help on costs whenever i decide to build another car 
Yeah, definitely. I actually, because uh, I'm, I didn't let no one work on this car because honestly, I can't afford it. Yeah. So if I fuck something up, I fuck it up, and I have to do it six, seven times. You know. Yeah. Oh, oh well. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's how I feel yeah. about it. <laughs> Summer. And I, go ahead. No, you're saying something. Oh, I was I was just gonna say I think a lot of the costs came into play because you know I made sure that everything that was done on the car, like roll cage and tube rear and all that stuff, was to the uh, Formula Drift rulebook. Oh um, yeah, so because wanna... the yeah. plan is to try and get this car through Pro Am into Pro Two. So I I wanted to have the least amount of work that I needed to do to get it ready for Pro Two. Yeah, you don't want to show. You've seen. Like, or at least I've seen so many people, like, they'll get through Pro-Am and then build a brand new car for Pro-2, and mm-hmm. then they just, they just don't do so well. Like yeah. a brand yeah. new car, you know what I mean? And they'll build the same chassis, but I, you yeah. still see them struggle. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I've grown really close to this car in a way. I've kind of got a connection with it, so I'd like to try and take it as far as I can. Uh, especially because I know how the car drives, you know. I mean, yeah. you could drive another S chassis, and it could drive completely different than your personal one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'd like to try and get this car to Pro, pro Two. So let's go over that car a little bit. So let's what what suspension do you have under there? Um, obviously, we know you have the LS and a dog box. You know, what, yeah, what, you still running a stock rear end? Uh. It's the stock housing, but I've got a Weir Performance spool and a Villains drift stub setup, so it, it allows me to run the 350Z axles without them being, you know, fully maxed out. It allows you to have some play so you're not breaking axles all the time. Oh, okay. And then I have a Gretty Performance rear diff cover. It holds a little bit more fluid, so... I tried to make the diff as bulletproof as possible without having to go out and buy a quick change because I've honestly I've kind of ran out of all the money I have to put into this car. So I, I've cut corners on some stuff, but tried to make it as reliable as possible. Yeah, I, I hear you on that. Um, I'm also running out of money and tired of spending every paycheck on it. <laughs> Yeah, that's the same boat as me. Um, and then for coils, we're running Feel 441 plus drift spec coils. Um, they're all valved and set up for an iron block LS. Um, and then uh, the guy that did the uh, tunnel on my car also kind of helped Odie set up his car, so he kind of gave me some some tips and secrets on setting up my car. Oh, sweet. Um, yeah. And then as far as the rear suspension that goes with the fuel coils, I'm running a FDF fab uh, billet rear grip kit. So the knuckles uh, forged out of billet. And then um, I'm also running their front angle kit. Uh, they're a company out of uh, Canada. And I really like their kit. You know, Josiah is the guy that builds the kits. He's super friendly and super helpful. If you have questions, you can message him whenever and he'll guide you through whatever you need help with. And, you know, I've, I've driven cars with WiseFab and it's nice, but I, I like the feeling of the FDF fab stuff a little bit better. 
Oh, okay. I've I've never driven on anything other than like a cut knuckle and some extended yeah. control arms. I'd like to someday just to say I tried it, but cross yeah, over is really good there. That was the first kit I had on my car was a villain's angle kit, just cut knuckles and extended lowers and rack spacers and that worked great just for a little bit extra angle but you know now pro cars are running like 70 plus degrees of steering angle so you gotta kind of keep up with what other people are doing so you're you stay competitive yeah it's it seems to be like you can't you can't just be trying to keep up like what is it like ah shit i can't remember the exact fucking words um but, you know, if you're trying to play catch-up, that's all you're doing. You're never going to catch up. You'll still be chasing. Exactly. So you got to go ahead at some point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I want this thing to work, so I'm spending extra time on it um, to get it right. Uh, how long have you been driving, like, all together? I've been driving since probably a month after I bought my s14 like five years ago so oh, okay. i've been driving in total for five years but next year will be my first full season of competition oh okay that's not yeah that's not too bad uh did have you gotten like a lot of the seat time in the past and you just decide to uh build your whole car or what's the deal yeah um i've you know i've progressed fairly quickly on track and just decided, you know, I want to see how well I do in pro-am. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not expecting to go out my first season and kill it, win, yeah. a, <laughs> win a championship or yeah, I know. like that. But, by all but means, it does but, happen. So, you know, yeah, you can I hope. Mean, yeah. And, you know, I, I feel like I can bring a lot to the table and be pretty competitive and have a competitive car and, yeah, I'd just like to see what I can do out there. Yeah, I know. That's the uh, same goal here. But I tried that last year. It didn't work. Or the year before. Like an a-hole. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was one of those people that decided to, like, get into it and then just build, like, a full-on Pro-Am car with, mm -hmm. like, zero to no seat time or, yeah. you know, knowledge of drifting in general. Yeah. It looked fucking cool, though. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, what can you do? Yeah, and you know, like I was saying earlier, Nate Snyder has been, you know, a really big role model for me with driving. He's just a killer driver, and you know, I've I've ridden with him quite a few times on track, and mm -hmm. he's given me a lot of pointers, and he's helped me out quite a bit as far as being like a role model or mentor, if you will. Um, so I, I respect Nate a lot and look up to him as a driver, and um, I hope to drive with him someday in Formula Drift. Yeah, he's taking the season off, if I'm not mistaken, from Pro 2. Yeah, I haven't talked to Nate in a while. Uh, we bought my girlfriend's G35 from him, but I haven't really talked to him I thought that that car looked familiar. Yeah, yeah. That, okay, because I saw you car. post it, and I was like, damn, didn't he just get one? Yeah, that was Nate. He oh, okay. sold it to us. And then, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I just I haven't really asked him about uh, what his plans are for Pro 2, if he's going to take the year off or if he's going to compete. Um, yeah. I guess we'll see. I actually had him on here like for the uh, episode with Ben. 
uh, Ben White oh, okay. and uh, yeah. Brad Davis. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, and he was he had mentioned that he was taking the season off from Pro Two and just trying to like refocus on uh, like seat time and stuff like that. For sure. Yeah. If yeah. if I remember correctly, uh, but yeah, he's a super nice guy actually. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've known him for probably five or so years. In fact, he. He welded my first diff in my S14 and oh, nice. um, blew that up a long time ago and bought another diff and decided just to go with the full wear performance spool. Um, but yeah, uh, Nate's a great guy. So how'd you actually get into drifting, if you don't mind going into that? Yeah, uh, so I am originally from California and I had the first FD event at Irwindale and I went to that as a little kid and just was hooked ever since and that's been a dream of mine ever since I was a small kid to try and make it into Formula Drift and drive with some of the best drivers in the world and see if I can make a name for myself yeah that's uh that's the dream for many, and I was thinking about that too recently, like with kids going now. You know, they, obviously Formula Drift wasn't around when I was a kid, but I remember going to the monster truck shows and being like, "I want to do this shit." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just it's just crazy to see, you know, fifteen years ago to now what Formula Drift cars have turned into. You know, they're hundred to two hundred thousand dollar cars, and before they were probably maybe. 10 to 20 grand into them. They were still practically street cars, and now they're fully prepped race cars uh, being built by full race teams. So it's, it's yeah, crazy it's to see, pretty wild. see the change, and I'm glad that Formula Drift is still around and it wasn't just a fad, and I I hope it's around for a long time. And, like, I got into it in 2015, and I remember it not being what it was. At what it is today like it yeah like there's i don't you don't see a single car out there that's like not you know with a dog box and a uh a minimum of dog box mm-hmm. or a uh, quick change yeah i know some yeah. guys have I the mean, t56 but you know yeah it's like in there's, pro there's, two i've seen some cars out there even pro pro one cars are you know they're running stock diffs or welded diffs but they don't last very long with the power that these cars are making now I yeah mean, on average each car in the field is at least a thousand horsepower if not close to it uh and it's just it's crazy yeah it's, uh, it's pretty wild even with even with pro-am cars you know you got six seven eight hundred horsepower pro-am cars out there you know and i'm I'm hoping to be around 600. Caleb said the car made 550 on pump gas. I'm running 85 and a lot larger injectors than Caleb was running. So we'll have to see what the car makes. I'm hoping around 600. Uh, but if not, I'll, I should be fine with 550, 500. Um, you know, I just I want the car to be reliable and I want the motor to last as long as possible before I have to fork out money for a new motor yeah uh yeah motors are expensive i actually blew mine up last year and it's just a stock motor Mm -hmm. and getting a new stock motor isn't cheap either but then again i have to get like a whole complete swap kit i just need a short block 
Yeah, so I bought the motor. It didn't have an intake on it, but it had heads. It was a complete motor besides the intake. And then Caleb also sold me the swap kit, so motor mounts and headers and then some other miscellaneous radium engineering parts. Um, so he sold me all that stuff, and I just bolted it all up and dropped the motor in. Oh, and nice. everything everything fit really well. Um, the headers are pretty big, but they they clear. Not by much, but they clear. Oh, yeah. What size are the headers? I want to say they're inch and seven-eighths. Uh, they're the ISR high ground clearance headers. I don't remember the size off the top of my head, but they're pretty big headers. Yeah, those... I got, um, it's weird because I, last year I think I had like one in, I think they're like a one in five eighths, maybe like a one in three quarters setup. Mm-hmm. And they were just like the off, like brand, Chinese brand. Uh, yeah. And then this year I got Cooks for my car and those mm-hmm. things fit way nicer and they're actually a larger diameter too. I think they're like one in seven eighths. Yeah. And, and um, the tuck is so much better than it was like on the, you know, the, I think they were DNA headers. Yeah, I've seen a couple S chassis running, like the Holly Performance. Holly makes a swap kit and headers and stuff. And I I want to say the ISR headers fit quite a bit better than the Holly Performance ones. Um, but I've I mean, I guess it's, too. it's really your preference, like whatever you want to run. I I was able to get stuff from Caleb, so that's what I'm running. Yeah, especially if you can get it like at a better deal. I'll buy you yeah. shit all day. Like no problem. Does it work? Yes, I'll take it. Yeah, I want to say he sold me the headers, the motor mounts, uh a radium expansion tank, a radium oil catch can and some other stuff. I think for like 800 bucks. So I'm, I couldn't I couldn't beat that. You know, I mean, headers alone, I want to say are 600 bucks through ISR. Um that's so not he, he made, yeah, he made me a really good deal, and you know, um, he made me a really good deal on the motor as well. But um, I don't know if he wants me to give that deal out. Um, so no, no, you probably, yeah, I probably won't say what he sold it to me for. Um, it it wasn't as much as what he could have gotten for it. I'll put it that way. Yeah, but then, you know, sometimes when you, you can't just, like, sit on shit forever, so I could understand if he decided to short sell it. Yeah, exactly. Like, I have no patience uh, dealing with people when it comes to selling shit, so. Yeah. Yeah, and like I said, I just, I, I hit him up. Um, I hit him up on Facebook and asked him what it cost, and he just told me that he could sell it, and, you know, I was fortunate enough that he was allowing me to make monthly payments to him and i, oh, I got see? it paid off see? yeah i got it paid off fairly quick and you know we kind of developed a friendship out of it and caleb's a really cool dude and um i hope to see him back out drifting again soon too i know he had uh an engine failure in his 350z oh bummer yeah yeah i, I do not follow him personally so i don't know i like I, I know who he is but i don't um, actively follow him so i'm not sure what's going on with his life or his drifting life. Yeah, he's a he's a cool dude. Um, it's old Nate, his chassis, and you know Nate. I think Nate 
did pretty well for his first year uh, in Pro 2. You know, I know he had some some mechanical issues at Orlando and stuff like that, but, you know, it's your first year in Pro 2. It's completely different than Pro-Am, so I think he, he did fairly well for his first season. Yeah. Um, what's your projected like completion date for your car right now? I know you want to finish it this year and get some seat time, but yeah, uh, I am hoping to have it completed by August. I, I I'd like to have it done. It just really depends on how soon Oscar can have it wired up and whatnot. Um, Everyone's waiting but, on you, Oscar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Oscar was really cool with me as well, uh, allowing me to make payments soon to get everything paid off. So um, I've, I've been pretty fortunate with uh, making deals with stuff and uh, yeah. trying to get this car done because it's, you know, it's cost me about a hundred grand to build this car. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. You know, like not a lot of people get into that as far as like, like you just mentioned, like making payments, whether it's like a layaway system or something like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. If you're paying, you know, three grand for a roll cage, but you're giving the dude 500 bucks, you know, mm-hmm. every time you get paid until it's paid off and then you can drop the car off to get done. Yeah. That's basically what I was doing with Oscar. I was sending him a grand, like every month I was sending him a grand, uh, to pay for you know, the ECU, the custom harness, uh, both custom harnesses that he's doing, and then he's building an exhaust for it and some Wait. other small stuff that he's doing. Yeah, it's, uh, it gets, it gets real pricey like that. And like, even me, like, I only probably have like 1200 bucks a month on a good month to play with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so sometimes, like, I'll try to like do extra overtime if it's available. Yeah, uh, just so yeah. I can swing like a, you know, sixteen, seventeen hundred dollar purchase. Yeah, exactly. I'm terrible at saving money. Yeah, and then yeah, I've been pretty bad be at it. Go ahead. I said, and then I'll be broke. Like as soon as I get paid, to go buy something for the car, and yeah, be broke for yeah, two weeks. I, I make sure you know about 90% of my money goes into my car and then I'm like, okay, do I have enough for like my car payment and some other stuff? And then that's it. I'm broke until I get paid again. (laughs) Um, but I, you know, if it's something you want to do and you want to chase that dream, that's kind of what you got to do. Yeah, no, I definitely, you got to make things work. You got to wheel and deal with people and try and figure, figure, figure it out. Yeah. And, and I think I'm I'm a little past the point of like following a quote unquote dream now. It's just like, all right, let's let's see where this gets me. Yeah. Um at, at first I was very eager with the whole like I want to be a Formula Drift champion. Now mm-hmm. it's just like we're going to see where this goes cuz I keep getting my hopes up and I keep setting myself up for failure, so Yeah, I mean there's definitely been a few times where I just have wanted to throw the towel in, but I I look in my car and I'm like, you know, I've, I've come too far with building this thing. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be right to not see it through and see what I can do and see if I can make it to formula drift someday. Yeah. Sometimes I just wish my car would put itself together though. Cause I have no desire to work on it in most days. Yeah. I, I 
couldn't agree with you more. I mean, I I think about it sometimes at night. I'm like, man, I want to do this tomorrow. I want to get this done. And then I get out there. I'm like, I don't feel like doing this. You poke a stick at it for like a minute, and then you go back inside and watch Netflix or something? Pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. You know? I don't want to be like one of those dudes where it's like, yeah, someone else built my car. Like, I want to be able to do as much as I can on my car because I feel like you get a better connection with your car and you know that you've put that time and energy into it and yeah. it almost makes it almost makes that connection with your car stronger and then when you finally drive it it feels better but man while yeah. i am working on this thing i fucking hate it like i yeah. cuss at it so much like i threatened to burn it down constantly yeah but i i feel it for sure <laughs> i feel like if you don't there's like a problem like yeah <laughs> yeah i was fortunate enough after my car came back from powder coating uh-huh. um i don't have much of a garage space uh so my buddy that lives in kent which is south of me in washington he let me keep my car at his place and i'd go every weekend and put 12 13 14 hours into this car um i get down there around three o'clock in the afternoon and sometimes wouldn't leave until four o'clock in the morning just trying to bust my ass and get this thing done yeah it's uh that's a lot of work it's kind of hard to do that at night sometimes but like for me personally that's sometimes when i'm actually the most productive yeah like i yeah, could be out exactly. here until like three or four in the morning no problem yeah and you know for me i before i was Unfortunately, I was laid off at Boeing because of the whole pandemic thing. Production slowed down, but I was working graveyards, so it was super easy for me to put in those those hours late yeah. at night working on my car. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm excited to see it almost done. I'm really excited to finally hear it and be able to drive it and everything, um, which should hopefully be within the next month or so. Um. Question for you, uh, with like the powder going, the powder coating deal. Is mm-hmm. there any reason you you chose just to do the whole chassis? Does that just make it easier when it comes to doing anything on the damn car? Or, uh, I mean, I could have had it painted, but I've heard that powder coating is a little bit more durable and lasts a little bit longer than painting, and it was cheaper than painting the whole car the color that I wanted it. Um, oh shit! Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was going to be like five grand to paint the whole car the color that I wanted. So um, I just opted to have it powder coated. Dude, I'm so cheap. I don't understand how you guys spend this much money on these cars. Like, I know I'm going to wreck my shit. So, like, today I was looking for paint for the car. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking for single stage because I do not. I have no desire to spray it, spray primer, spray the paint, and then spray clear coat, and then color sand it. I don't want to do any of that. Yeah, I just want to yeah. spray the single stage and move on with my life because I know I'm gonna fucking crash it, and not gonna be like once. It's gonna be like it's gonna be more than once. Like that's for sure. I have spare parts. That's cool, but I don't want to be spraying. I'm not trying to be a painter. I just need it to look decent from the picture. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I I'm fully accepted that you know my car is gonna get beat up and battle scars and stuff good it's it's part of drifting you know the oh, cars look sure. great great at the beginning of the season and then you start seeing them halfway through the season and stuff sit tied together and, yeah yeah 
yeah. So I, I fully expect that to happen. Um, and, you know, it is what it is with this, this sport. Yeah. Which I don't mind. Like, I'm okay with it. But I don't want to do that extra work. Like, the, just, you know, just taking the extra time to, you know, spray clear coat and then do all the color sanding and shit. Like, I don't want to deal with that. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'm perfectly fine with each season replacing body mm. kits and stuff like that. I just, I want my suspension to last, my motor to last, and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, so. those are the two things I want to not break, because those are the most expensive ones. I got yeah, so, I got a little time here and there to put in the car. Yeah, so I, I've made, like, a promise to myself that, like, after every event, whether it's, like, just a private day or competition, I'm going to change... The all the fluids, uh, transmission fluid, diff fluid, and motor oil, just to you know try and make sure this thing lasts as long as possible. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I've I've kind of made that I promise to myself just to spend a couple hundred bucks on fluids after each event and make sure it's got fresh, fresh fluids in it for the event. So, are you like paying for all this yourself, or have you gotten some sponsors on board to kind of like save you some money here and there? Yeah, I've got a couple sponsors on board that help me out with uh, with some discounts. Uh, n- nothing's been free. I've just gotten some decent discounts on stuff. Um, you know, I've got FDF Fab that gives me discounts on my suspension, and then I've got uh, Mishimoto gives me discounts. Um, and then I've got Clutch Masters. I'm running a Clutch Masters uh, twin disc FX850 clutch uh, with the dog box. And then I've got, I just picked up Link, so they're giving me some discounts. And then I've, I've got a few others that I, I can't think off the top of my head. Um, I've, oh, yeah, I've got uh, a local tire shop. He gets me tires at, at cost. Oh, um, sweet. Oh, so I have, um, I've got 425 Motorsports, uh, down south. I get my helmets and driving suit and stuff through them at, at a discounted price. Um, so I, I've got some, some companies backing me and, you know, it feels good that, you know, they, they believe in me and think that I can, I can drive well and, uh, you know, they, they want to support me and, I couldn't be more thankful to have all those sponsors helping me out. And, you know, my family's been really supportive of me and have pushed me along the way to not give up and see my dream through. And we're going to try our best to to uh, make it happen. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, what tires do you plan on running? Uh, I plan on running... Um, uh, I've got Nexon on it right now, but I think I might try out some Achilles, like the 123S, or maybe some Accelera 651K. Uh, is it 651 Sport or 651K? Uh, one of the Accelera tires. And yeah. I'll probably try out some different tires before I, I make a final decision on what I want to run on in Pro-Am. Because um, out here, I know Lone Star Drift has like a the gentleman rule where the, everyone runs Kendas and then Evergreen, you can really run whatever tire you want. So everyone's kind of on different tires. Does Lone Star Drift have a gentleman rule or is that just what they have at their disposal? 
I've watched a couple of Fielding Shredders videos, and he said it was a gentleman's rule that everyone runs Kendas, but it very well could just be that's what they have at their disposal. Um, yeah. I'm not entirely sure. I don't remember here. Because I, I know that, like, um, Robbie, the guy that drives the Camaro uh, at in Texas, I know mm-hmm. he runs Valinos. Yeah, a lot of people out here are running the Valinos. Um, in fact... Most of the field out here just started running the Volinos a couple seasons ago, and it seems like that's what everyone has chosen to go with. So I'll, I'll give them a shot, and like I said, probably try a couple different tire manufacturers before I I make a final decision on what tire I want to run. Yeah, I know. I want to try the Kendas out to see what all the hype is about. Not so yeah. much I had Kenda on here. Um and uh really nice guy actually the gentleman that came on to represent mm-hmm. them so i want to give them a shot and see if i like him and then obviously fielding shredder has you know never said anything negative about him you know amongst like i don't know if you're on facebook there's that drift tire review page yeah yeah Dude, yeah everything is like kenda 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 <laughs> yeah that's what i've seen and i've never seen now. anybody shit on him like for anything Maybe I'll give them a shot and yeah, see same here. see how it goes, and you know they could be. And they're what relatively I run for proam. I think they're like a hundred bucks a tire too. Yeah, for the longest time I was running the Ironman Gen twos, and those those were pretty decent tires. Mm-hmm. Um, they're fairly cheap, but I just don't know if they're going to provide enough grip for for the power, power you're trying to. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And then obviously yeah. the two fifty five limited tire, all that fun stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, I'm not sure if Evergreen has a max tire width for your car. Uh, I've never really looked into that. I think everyone kind of just runs what they want. Um, so you've got all that different uh, differences in the field as well. Like someone could be running something wider or something something stickier um so um a lot of people think uh evergreen's pro-am series is like the easiest to license in but there's a lot of good drivers that come out of evergreen and um that the competition can be pretty tough out there i can't remember who i spoke to last about that but there was a comment made about that that evergreen was supposed to be an easy spot to get your license so all the good guys showed up yeah, yeah. And then, it's, it's it's tough out there. Yeah, for sure. I but mean, that, that bank that yeah. bank is a long bank, and you're entering close to ninety miles an hour on that bank. So it's not as easy as people think it is. Yeah, you know, I I think if I think that's kind of like poor judgment to say that to so be like, oh, it's going to be easy going here, and I'm just going to get my license. Mm-hmm. Um, because then when you get there, and you're like, oh shit, there's real competition here. My bad. I think people probably say it's one of the easier series because we only run at one track. You know, I mean, we have different layouts. We've got yeah, like I do mini the Irwindale. Just, yeah, we've got mini Irwindale in New Jersey, and then the five eights, which is Formula Drift Seattle. But you know, it's really just one track that you're running on. Yeah, um, we do the same thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah the drift uh, at Irwindale. Oh, okay. So, yeah. like, I think our round four is the actual FD layout. Oh, okay. Like, we cool. build up to that. Like, how do you guys do it over there? 
Uh, so we start out, I want to say we start out on the three eights mm -hmm. and then we go to DriftCon, which is, uh, one of the, we've got two drift cons. We've got DriftCon and then DriftCon after dark, which are both on the five eights. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, I want to say after the first DriftCon, I want to say it's Jersey layout. And then you have mini Irwindale, and then I think the last round is five eights, which is DriftCon again, if I if I remember correctly. Now, is that the uh, FD layout DriftCon or no? Yeah, both DriftCons are the FD layout on the five eights bank. Okay, yeah, that's what I was curious about. Yeah, it's one of the largest drift events in Washington, besides obviously Formula Drift. Um, DriftCon is a pretty big event. Yeah, I'd like to get they've up got there for an event. Yeah, they've got like during both drift cons, they've got like drift games and then like uh, team tandem and stuff like that. So they incorporate a lot of stuff into uh, the drift con events. So it's pretty fun. Yeah, I've uh, I've yet to travel outside of California to go to a drift event, and that was last year. That was kind of the goal, and then didn't work out. This year, it's been the goal, and the only event I'm technically registered for this year is out of state, so we'll see how that goes. But it's a Pro 2 shootout like an idiot, and this car's still on jack stands. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, we'll I think see. it'd be I think it'd be fun to do a Pro 2 shootout, but I think I need to give myself some more seat time in the new build before I attempt to do something like that. Yeah, no, I'm regretting spending the money right now, like every day. What's it cost to run the uh, shootout? The Vegas one was 500 bucks, but I was looking at like Midwest Drift Union and US Drift Drifts. Mm -hmm. There's a 750. I don't remember how much uh, ND's Drift Shootout was. I think it might have been around the same cost, like 700 bucks, maybe yeah. 750. Um, but like for me to go to Vegas, obviously I gotta now I gotta do an Airbnb. I gotta do a whole house because you know I need to have like my spotter which is my girlfriend you know mm -hmm. my kid's obviously gonna go um, yeah a couple people to work on the car change some tires and you know that's for a whole weekend so that's gonna be yeah. like three or four hundred bucks like minimum yeah and plus tires <laughs> plus travel Pe yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not like, oh, I'm just paying for the event. you got to pay for travel expenses and everything you were just listing off. Yeah. Uh, and it, it adds up for sure. And my girlfriend and my mom are, like, real supportive. So they'll, like, they'll pay for the food or something. Mm -hmm. Or, like, a meal or something. Like, they're they're super helpful that way. Like, and I don't expect them to or anything. Um, yeah. But they'll just, like, pick something up at some point. Even if it's, like, mm -hmm. you know, breakfast from McDonald's for everybody or something. Um, so that's yeah, like exactly. super helpful. Uh, that goes a long way, believe it or not. And, yeah, it uh, definitely does. So we'll see because it's just – I'm kind of regretting it right now because the car isn't done. The car won't be done until early August. Um, I I had, I can't afford so much that I went as far as taking the course to learn how to tune the car myself, like with HP oh, okay. tuners on a stock ECU. As opposed yeah. to paying somebody six or seven hundred dollars to tune my car. Yeah. What what it, motor are you running? I got a uh, LS two. Oh, okay. So Okay. You know, it's cheaper to go that route. Mm 
mm-hmm. and then learn something. Obviously, you pick up a skill while you're at it. Um, than to actually take somebody like I, I'll never know the dino numbers, like because I'm not going to take it to a dino. Like I'm yeah. not going to spend that money. Yeah, as long as it's I, tuned and it doesn't blow up, I'm happy. Yeah, I, I think Taylor Ray was doing the same thing in his car. He has a self self tune set up on his ECU where it kind of learns your driving and kind of tunes itself. Yeah, um, and it, it's which not, is, it just basically won't blow up. It doesn't give you like a performance. I looked into that too. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I was looking into like the um, what is it? The Holly Terminator series. Yeah. But it was like fourteen hundred bucks. And then it would self, it would kind of self tune. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I already have the stock ECU and a wiring harness. So that was like 300 bucks for the course to learn how to tune through HP tuners. And I already mm-hmm. have HP tuners. So I just went that route. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. I mean, if you can, if you yeah, can save the money, learn how to, yeah. exactly. And if you can learn a skill, you can't beat that. You know, yeah. I'd, I'd love to learn how to tune cars and stuff. Um, but, um, Maybe eventually. Yeah, I just don't have the choice. It's either that or wait another month to have somebody else do it because I can't afford it this month type deal. Yeah, so yeah, I've like, been in that boat too where it's like, you know, I've I've thought about kind of going cheap on some stuff and then I look at the other stuff in my car and it's like, well, I've put the money into this stuff so I may as well just save a little bit longer or work some sort of deal with someone so I can put these nice parts on it. Yeah, I'm in, this, I'm in the same boat. Well, mine is mostly time since I do, like, all my own work. Like, granted, I am not a fabricator of any kind. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't weld very well. Like, I, you know, penetration's there, but it's not pretty. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say that. Um, but it's just, like, so now I'm trying to, like, put more time into it. Obviously, I don't have more money to put into it. So yeah, I get whatever the hell I can afford, and I kind of run with it. So, but having to learn a lot of shit and Google a bunch of shit and ask the stupid questions that people don't want to ask or answer sometimes. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've, so I've noticed that a lot. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's kind of rough, but you know, you live and you learn. So exactly. Yeah, yeah, and I've I've tried, you know, I've learned a lot with this whole build, you know, um, um, just how to do certain things, and you know, you how certain things should be be routed, for instance, or you know, when you're fabricating something, it, you know, you want to deburr it, or you want to give it a nice radius on it so if someone's working on the car they don't go to put their hands somewhere and they gouge themselves because you have to sharp edge yeah um, that's one thing i'm working on too right now because they're everywhere you know it's just little things that you know someone might catch and they're like wow someone really took the time to make that look like that or yeah something like that you know it, to me i want my car to to have a good reflection on me like this this dude really took his time and really thought out how he did things on his car and you know i there's cars out there that you can definitely tell were just kind of slapped together and i i didn't want to have my car look like that i wanted it to look like you know i i took my time and i thought out how i wanted to do things and i think it's 
it's turning out that way. And, um, you know, a lot of people have said things like, I'm taking too long to build it, but in the end, I know that it's going to perform well and do the job that I'm asking it to do without any issues. Um, and those people that have said stuff are some of the first people that have said, wow, the car is looking really nice. And it's like, yeah, well, you don't, you don't build a car, a race car overnight. Wish you did though. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. I wish, yeah, I know. I wish I you actually, could. I was actually going through your pictures today. Cause, um, so typically like the way I shared that picture of your car today, that's mm-hmm. kind of how I always do it. And I was like, fuck, this guy doesn't have any pictures of this car running right now. So I was like, well, this one looks cool. And everyone loves a skeleton picture of their car. Yeah. Or of yeah. a car. So, um, yeah, in fact, uh, my girlfriend surprised me and bought me the wheels for it. And I, I think those look really nice on the car. I, dude, I those are sweet. Like... I have a thing for five-spoke wheels. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I cannot get over them. Like, yeah, and I, I know a lot of people are running the white wheels, and I didn't want to like you know like be like oh I'm gonna run white wheels dude, like I everyone else. I love white wheels, but I think the white wheels with the color and yes. body work is just gonna make it pop. Um, so is your car essentially gonna be purple? No, so the the body kit is gonna be all black, and then I'm gonna have the Irish flag on the roof because I'm my family and stuff from the past is from ireland so i kind of want to show that heritage and whatnot so um i'm working with the place in portland on coming up with the livery for the car i'm not entirely sure what it's going to be yet but i know it's going to have some of those aspects in it um and i just think the white wheels are really going to pop um and kind of make the car stand out but like i said i know a lot of people are running white wheels but I did white I wheels fucking because... love. I, I'm not one to like do what everyone else is doing, but I, the white wheels, I really wanted to do it. Um, yeah. But I'm not going to spend a whole bunch of money just to, for some wheels I'm going to beat up unless they come white. Like, I'm not spending the extra money to have them powder coated. Like, that's how yeah, cheap I, I am about things. Like, it was great because they're, they're Cosmos S5Rs and they came white. So. I, I found them like these. I like five spoke wheels. I like the concave look on them. And yeah, so white. I I like so, dish a little more, but like the concave, like it's kind of grown on me. Like I don't know if you've also seen like the new stage wheels. I think they're called Monroe. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, those things are pretty, and they come in white. I am like I was that close to being like, hey you, can I get some? But yeah, I think Nate Snyder is actually running stage wheels on his oh, S14. Sure, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're like the multi-spoke wheel. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they're they're white. And I'm like, well, you know. It looks so good, though. Yeah, exactly. So good. Um, I've seen, you know, in, in my opinion, I think wheels can make or break a car. Oh, um, you can have a honest. really cool-looking car and then yeah. wheels, and it's like that just ruins the whole thing. Yeah, and that's um, the thing. The cool thing about drifting, too, is you still kind of have to have, like, well, you don't have to have, but, you know, you still want to have, like, a cool-looking car. Yeah, you know, and I've always really looked up to Forrest Wang and his build. Like, his car, to me, is, like, it's a show car before it's a race car, just with how nice his his car is. Um, so I, I, I really like Forrest Wang's style and look up to him a lot, and um, I tried to kind of 
emulate his quality of work into my car. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, his his car is like super nice, and he doesn't post a whole lot of like his own work because if I'm not mistaken, that's all him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he does all of that out of the Get Nuts lab. Um, I'm pretty sure Forrest does all the work on his car and all the fab work and everything. Um, and like I said, I just I've tried to kind of emulate that into my personal car to try and take take uh, the way he does things and make it like that on my car. I wish. Yeah, obviously, I'm running. Uh, nice. I'm running two more cylinders than him, but um, you know, Forrest Wayne is definitely a driver that I've always looked up to, and I I'd like to see him podium more. I think you know, I think there's some stuff that the FD judges could do differently. Um, a lot of times, I feel like they play favoritism when other drivers should definitely be moving on and whatever event they're running um yeah i've seen it i think we all I'm, I'm, and i don't want to say favoritism maybe they just kind of have their the reasoning why they choose certain like rounds or certain battles like for mm-hmm. over favor of another driver like sometimes i don't always agree with yeah like, i get the exactly. rules are in place and i get like there's certain you know um some reasons are super valid but sometimes i'm just like uh i don't see it like <laughs> Yeah, like, for instance, you know, I think James Dean is another phenomenal driver, but last year, I think it was last year at Irwindale, he, James Dean and Forrest Wang had a couple one more time battles, and I, in yes, my opinion, Yes, it was thought, 2018. Yeah, I want to say Wang definitely had way better Wait, runs than James Dean. 2018 Dane. or 2019? I can't remember. But I know it was your it was, it was the year Vaughn won the, the event overall. Oh, 2018. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I do remember I, that. I personally think Forrest Wang had better runs. Yep, um, I agree. And that's kind of where I say a little favoritism came into play with James Dean. But like I said, James Dean is a, another phenomenal driver. Um, yeah. And that same round, I, uh, didn't Essa go into a wall like 30 feet behind fucking Farouk and they get they blamed it on Farouk? Yeah, I, I think it was that event. Um, some of their calls, I just, I don't know, I, I I don't agree with them, but, you know, they're obviously, that's their job. And Well, you better be fucking nice to them if when you get to FD. Yeah, They'll be exactly. making those same calls on you. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I'd like to see Forrest uh, podium more. Um, I'd also like to see Turek, Ryan Turek, podium more. Um, I think he's another great driver. And uh, Matt Kaufman is another driver I look up to. Um, Actually, you know, uh, obviously- Matt Kaufman is probably like one of my, like definitely in the top five. Like I love his driving. Yeah, um, I I think it's super cool that Matt Kaufman's running a Ford motor in his car. Um, I think Kelsey Rowlings was another driver running a Ford power plant. But, yeah, uh, I talked I talked to her a little bit, and she said the Coyote motor was definitely a hard motor to get into that jesse uh they had to do a lot of custom stuff um and she said that's kind of why it sounded the way it sounded is because of the headers on it and whatnot trying to clear the steering steering column and whatnot but i think it's super cool that both kelsey rowlings and uh 
Matt Kaufman are running a Ford motor. Um, he's, I running don't a, know if he's running an old Roush motor, isn't he? Like, it's not running yeah, a Coyote, right? No, he's running a, a, a Roush Yates NASCAR motor, um, if I'm not mistaken. Same like, with, an, like an old one, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. like the old, yeah, not, and, not an old one as in age, but like an older version, not like their latest NASCAR engine. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously you got Vaughn and Chelsea that are running Roush Yates motors. Um, I think they're 416 cubic inch or something like that. But, um, you know, speaking of Kelsey Rowlings, I think it's definitely cool to see women out there doing it. And I think it'd be cool to see more of them doing it out there. I think they could be pretty competitive. Um, But, uh, yeah, I I think... uh, the FD drivers are, you know, obviously they're competing in that series because they're some of the best drivers in the world. But I think that the judges need to make some different calls sometimes rather than, you know, it's almost like you can, you can watch an event and you can almost predict how it's going to end. And I don't like that. Um, I like to kind of be on my toes and say, Oh, who's going to win? Like type of thing, you know? Yeah. And then doesn't Kelsey kind of like have, steering issues often like and when she doesn't you see her rip and then yeah uh, i think it's the power steering pump that she's had issues with quite a bit with the coyote motor dude that sucks because like he like uh, at atlanta i think she put like one lap down and she fucking ripped and yeah. then uh she had posted it and then some asshole would, like went on her um he made some asshole comment i don't remember what it was but she's like, yeah, that's what that's what happens when your power steering actually works. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. But uh, speaking of like female drivers, like I've had um, Rithina Gomer on before, who actually okay, yeah. runs the drift league now. And then I've had um, can't remember her last name. I have to look it up so I don't sound like an asshole. I know she had like a birthday bash this weekend at uh, Grange actually. Uh, helmet hair, and I can't remember. I know her at for Instagram, but I can't remember her name off the top of my head like an asshole. Yeah, it sounds familiar. I just, yeah, I can't remember her name. Um, but yeah, you've always got those people on the internet. You know, they have to put their tea cents in, but yeah. they won't say it to your face, type of thing. You know, and yeah. I've dealt with, I've dealt with plenty of those people having shit to say to me. But... Bree Lynch. Sorry, I had to say it. But oh she's yeah, been I know on the show. Yeah, she's been on the show before as well, and she's actually starting to compete now too. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I think that'll be pretty cool. Um, like I said, I, I think it'd be cool to see more oh, women, sure. women out there. Yeah, um, I definitely agree. But yeah, I, I've, you know, like I was saying, someone always has something to say, and I've dealt with plenty of those people. Um, and to me, it's like. Why do you even have to say something? We're all out here doing something that we have in common type of thing, you know? Um, everyone starts somewhere. Uh, some are better than others, and some are worse than others. And But I feel like it should be encouraging other drivers, not putting them down or making them oh, not want to do it. Granted, you're I not going to so- get along with everybody, but don't. You don't need to, yeah. you need to go out of your way. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've had people go as far as you know, bashing me on social media and they don't even know me. It's like, what's the point behind that? You know? 
I don't think I've had that happen. I'm not cool enough. <laughs> um, but it does come, it, the drift drama is real. Yeah, it definitely is. And like I said, you shouldn't discourage other people. Like yeah, if someone's wanted to do it for a long time and then you say something and it completely discourages them, it just ruins the fun for everyone. You yeah, know? I can agree with that. I think people need to go back and watch that video, Keep Drifting Fun, because drifting doesn't seem as fun as it used to be. Um, don't get me wrong, it's still something that I'm super passionate about and that I want to keep chasing after, but um, I think the fun factor has kind of gone away, and I'd like to be able to bring that back. Oh, for sure. I'm actually looking at your uh, trans tunnel that you made, because I actually have to redo mine. Hey, uh, I look. I'm seeing that you have that same base plate that I bought for my uh, what is it, that shifter boot? And I think I brought the wrong one because I don't have an SFI sticker on it or tag on it. Yeah. So if you're running pro am, you, you have, to have, have to you have to have an SFI shift boot. Yeah. Uh, I think that's just came into play like yes. two years ago or so. But this year. um, okay. Yeah. Actually, the trans tunnel is the guy that uh works on odie's car he built the trans tunnel for me um really Which cool guy? guy his name is mark um i don't know his last name but uh he he does a lot of the work on odie's car a lot of the fab work and then goes to uh all oh, the events okay. um he he comes out to a local shop near me it's about 15 minutes from me and I asked him if I paid him if he'd make me a trans tunnel, and he said sure. So I took it to him, and like I said, he made the false floor for me for my pedal box. I'm looking uh, at it right now. It actually looks really nice. Yeah, it turned out great, and I think that's something else that's new with Formula Drift is you have to run a a dual front or a dual master master cylinder setup for your... uh, your brakes you have to have a master running the front brakes and a master running the rear brakes um uh i think maybe I, I, the rule book the rule i read was like it has to be one in one if it's not a tandem master cylinder yeah i think it was something like that and i was i had bought a chase bays brake booster to leak it and I'm like well I could spend a little bit more money and just buy a pedal box that has the tandem master cylinders and just go that route. So that's what I did. And I was actually able to salvage about 90% of my brake booster delete kit um, because I had the bias knob and everything. So I used all those brake lines for my front brakes and then I used the actual... Uh, booster delete plate that bolts to your firewall. I use that as a firewall delete and ran a bulkhead through that for the front brakes to go to the pedals. So I salvaged most of the uh, brake booster delete kit. Um, so that was pretty pretty nice that I didn't waste like $600 on a kit from Chase Bay's. Yeah, that's not terrible. I want to... I want to do something different with it, but uh, it could stay that way until next year. If I need to change it, I'll change it. Yeah. Uh, and I just I, switched I, to inline hydro, too. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I've 
always driven with a uh, dual caliper setup and till today my girlfriend's car has an inline hydro and it, it works really well actually um, does do you have a bias on it no it's just uh it's just a handbrake that uh nate had installed on it so i haven't really explored it too much it, it could have a bias on it but i don't think it does oh, okay it works it works really well actually because i heard it locks um, up the front brakes too when you uh or it makes you, it gives you like a stiff pedal i don't know how i've never does, driven one that's just like hearsay it does make left foot braking difficult um oh okay because you have that interference um but other than that i mean it locks up just fine um but if you like to left foot brake like I do, I would I would go with a um, dual caliper setup. I do not left foot brake. I think are good. Yeah, you should probably be just fine then. Yeah, because I had it. That's all I've ever driven on before as well. Uh, but with this car weighing like thirty one hundred pounds last year, mm-hmm. I wanted it to lose a lot more weight, so I got rid of the dual caliper setup um amongst so many other things like i even like today i changed the roof to go from uh sunroof top to a non-sunroof to save like i don't know six seven pounds yeah i'm glad i took it off yeah but i'm glad i took it off because it wasn't even welded correctly on the top of the cage oh wow so i had i had to weld that in yeah i saw those pictures on your story and it looked like it was coming out pretty well um but yeah, anywhere you can save weight is is always a plus. I'd I'd like to see what my car weighs. I haven't had that chance yet, but I would definitely like to see what the weight ratio is and how much it weighs. Um, yeah, that's another I, thing I wanted to change. I, I want to see what it weighs with and without me. Um, I'd be interested in seeing where I've saved weight and where I added weight. Um, I've tried to shift everything towards the back. Uh, but I'd still like to see 50-50 or 60-40 or something like that. Um, obviously, 50-50 is best, but that's sometimes kind of difficult. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, so, with your car being done by August, do you have any plans like to be like, I want it ready for like set event, or are you just going to do like a uh, private seat time setup? Uh, I've already talked to a couple of my friends and we've talked about doing a private track rental, uh, soon after I get my car back from wiring, um, and just kind of dial the whole car in, uh, Mark who did the trans tunnel, I think is going to come out and kind of help me dial in the car, um, suspension wise, cause he knows all those secrets to success. So, um, I think uh, that's the plan. I don't really have any set event in mind other than I want to have the car ready for Pro-Am next next season. Got it. Got it. And with ample seat time, I'm assuming, beforehand. Yeah. 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 So I'll, I'll probably do a couple track rentals. I don't really plan on bringing this car to open drift with all the money that's into it. Um, so I'll probably do several private track days and really just spend my time learning the car and private track days are great too because you know open drift is i think i pay 80 bucks today and then a private track day you get six people and it's like 140 bucks a driver 
and you get four hours of driving and you don't have lines or anything you have to wait in, you can do as many laps as you can before your four hours is up. So, um, like I said, I'll probably do a couple private track days and dial the car in as much as I, I can. Um, probably play with like different setups, and, you know, because track conditions change all the time. So probably trial and error on different setups, but I'm sure after a couple track rentals, we'll have the car dialed in just how, just how I want it. Yeah, that's the thing I'm trying to figure out too. Is because uh, we have like Willow Springs over here. I don't know mm-hmm. the details because I, since I've never done it, um, mm-hmm. of their you know, because you have to sign up to be to rent. It's not you don't rent the track for the day, but uh, test and tune. I don't know if it's like from if you have like only an allotted time from like you know eight to twelve or from one to five or something like that, or if you just yeah. get the whole day. Yeah. So with with Evergreen, it's it's four hours it's usually from like three or four o'clock in the afternoon until seven or eight o'clock at night um and then yeah you pay a little bit extra money and you get ems and you can tandem with drivers and stuff and um i want to say it's like 900 bucks total but everyone chips in 140 bucks so it's not like one dude is paying 900 dollars for everyone to drive um so it's cool that everyone pays their own way in Oh, okay. That that'll work. Yeah. Yeah, we we have like a a couple other tracks out here, but they're like go-kart tracks, so it's it's a little different. It it's cool if you're like just want some seat time, but mm-hmm. like you you're forced to kind of run like within a certain line, like especially on the go-kart track. But we also yeah. have like a big skid pad with, you know, a little bit of uh like there's a house in the middle of it. It's called Balcony. But you yeah, can actually yeah, yeah. like set the you could actually set a course up and then kind of set yourself up for like running a better line and stuff like that, which is yeah, which is the plan. So, but I and think I'm pretty I, sure. Go ahead. No, you're saying. Oh, I, I'm pretty sure Grange is a go kart track as well, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's one of the tracks I was talking about. We have Grange, yeah. and then we also have um, what is it called? <sighs> Adams Motorsport Park, which is also a go a small go kart track. Yeah, I'm familiar with Adams. Like I said, I'm I'm from uh, Laguna Beach, California, actually. Oh, okay, um, so cowboy. Yeah, yeah. So I'm familiar with all those tracks: uh, Willow Springs, Adams, Grange, uh, Irwindale, all those tracks out there. Um, uh, my dad's work brought us out here. Um, he works for Boeing, um, so he brought us out here and. You know, I, I found Evergreen. It was fairly close to me, so I'm like, now it's my chance. I'm old enough to buy a car. I'm going to go out there and give it a shot. Sweet. So, How old are you, by the way? I am 23. So oh, okay. I, Still I bought my S14 when I was 17 years old, and I've been building it ever since then. That's awesome, man. But I think I'm going to call it here, sir. It is time yeah, for me good. to go night night. Um, thank you for coming on. Where can people find you? And then if uh, you, you would like f- to, uh, please go ahead and shout out any of your sponsors that you'd like to mention. Yeah, uh, you can find me on Instagram at ClutchKickGary. It's two R's and Gary, so it's G A R R Y. And then I'd like to shout out my sponsors. I've got uh, Clutch Masters, FDF Fab, uh, A Plus Quality Tires. 
and I've got Link, uh, Panty Heist, um, and then Mishimoto and 425 Motorsports uh, are all my sponsors that I'd like to shout out and say thank you for all the continuous support. Awesome, man. Well, again, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it, and best of luck on the car, man. Thank you. I appreciate see videos it. of you driving it. Yeah, for sure. I will definitely get you some videos. Um, and thank you for giving me the opportunity to come on the show and kind of give people my story. Of course. All righty, man. You have a good night. Yeah, you too. All right. Bye-bye.